Hello everyone, welcome back to Into the Airbnb. This episode is sponsored by Airbitix, it's an affordable, accurate rental analytics. Anyways, in this episode, we've had a chat with an Airbnb host from Oakland in California. His name is Anzel, and he owns one mobile house. Here are some quick facts about that Airbnb listing. He has been achieving above 90% occupancy rate, which is amazing. And he's been making around $20,000 per year from that mobile house, which he bought at around $40,000. It's an incredible return on investment. So tell me, how did you get started with running your rental on Airbnb? So one of the things that um, when I started, I I was focused on the tiny house because I knew that nobody else had a tiny house in my area, like an actual tiny house on wheels, the kind you see on TV. And um, the thing about my location is that it's not the ideal location. There's not a lot of places to to go eat. There aren't bars. So if you're looking for location, um, most people would rent in another area, right? So I asked myself, well, what else can I do to not necessarily compete, but set myself apart um, because I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with the location issue. Now, I never had any issues with bookings, but I wanted to raise my price. So what I did was I did some research and, and I determined that my tiny house needed to be Instagrammable, right? Okay. I needed it to be a place where people wanted to take pictures. Pictures, pictures, pictures. Now, they already took pictures because it's a tiny house, but I decided to redesign my interior. Um, I, I put up artwork. I painted the walls, new furniture, and I made it made it pop, right? Um, I wanted people to say, wow. Like, I really wanted to blow people away. And so when I did that, it worked um, to where I was, uh, I was able to go from... $60 a night to 90 a night, right? Right. Which and is, which year was it? Excuse me? Which year? Yeah. 2019. Right. So that's when you first listed your that tiny house on Airbnb. 2018 is when I first listed it. Right. And then uh, 2019 is when I remodeled it. And then I raised the prices. Um I've been a super host since my first uh, evaluation period. That was that was pretty easy because I do a lot of I'm really big on cleaning and I only have one listing. So it's easy for me to control quality control. Right. Right. Um, and uh, once once I did that, my occupancy rates. Uh, well, I could. I could run at 100 percent, but I did more research and I realized that it's better to have those uh, higher price bookings, yeah. you know, you don't, if you're, if you're at 100% occupancy, your price is too low. That's what they say. Right. Um, and so in doing that research, I was able to, uh, even when I raised the prices, people would still book. So I kept raising the price. Right. Okay. Um, and trying to find that sweet spot, but I never used any of the automated price. Uh, I never use any of the tools like, uh, the uh, Airbnb has an, uh, a tool 
And then there's a, there's a couple other platforms where they'll adjust your price for you. I forget what they're called. Um, but I, because I only had one listing, I wanted to do everything myself. And um, I also, because I work full time as well, right? And I have a son, I didn't want to overwork myself with cleaning because I didn't outsource my cleaning. Um, because I, I feel like that was one of the things that would, uh, I really, 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 really wanted to maintain my, uh, my five star ratings. And I was afraid that if I hired someone, they wouldn't clean it the way I would. Um, the thing about entrepreneurship is sometimes you have to get out of your own way, right? If you want to scale up, you have to outsource things. And because I wasn't in the process of scaling, um, I never outsourced my cleaning. So, um, I increased my minimum, my minimum night stay, right? Um, and when I did that, uh, it made it easier for me. Um, but then, um, my son's mother, uh, she had resigned from her job and she had, you know, a lot of free time. And I said, Hey, um, do you want to, you know, help out with the Airbnb? And she said, sure. So then I went back to, uh, to allowing one night bookings, but I raised the price, right? So if you're going to book one night, I raised the price. If you book for more nights, then it's going to be a discount. But to my surprise, people were booking at that ridiculous price. Right. So what's the discount that you're giving if people book for more than a night? Um, at that time, well, right now it's different, right? COVID-19. But at that time, right. I was, I want to say it was like um, 20, 15, 10%, something. It wasn't a lot, right? Um, but I wanted to make it, you know, had to be a good value because a lot of people are looking for price, right? There's some people that want to try a tiny house. And then there's, you know, avid travelers, they're trying to look for the best price, right, um, in a clean space. So um, it was that it was that balancing act, you know, wondering, are people coming to me for the price or are they coming to me for the experience? Right. And I, I determined that the experience that I offered superseded price. Right. There was there was the market allowed for a lot of people who really wanted to try out a tiny house, right? So right. even the people who were looking to save money, um, I didn't have a problem because there were so many people traveling to San Francisco, to the Bay Area. We have so many people traveling that um, that I didn't have to worry about. Uh, I, I, I kept figuring out that I could continue to raise and raise and raise. And then I got, I got featured in the local news. Um, they did a story on my tiny house. So <laughs> I was able to raise the price again. Right. So how much did you raise? Like what um, was the So I was at um the highest that I went per night was um one thirty a night um for days where there was like an event because I told you I'm next to the Coliseum. So for like concerts and stuff like that, yeah. um that's where I were. But uh, on average I was between ninety and a hundred. And remember, I started at 60, right? Right. So when you're at 90 to 100, how much of the occupancy rate did you manage to get? I want to say I was at about 90% occupancy. Well, still, you're at that yep. high occupancy mm -hmm. rate. Yep. Why don't you increase even further? Uh, we said, why didn't I? Yeah. Um, COVID-19. Oh, right. So you've been increasing and increasing and then 
the pandemic hit. Yes, yes. Okay. So what's your current situation now? Because I had a look on your calendar and some of the nights were $1,000 a night. Next week. Uh, Oh, the reason why I did that is because, um, well, I'm in a process of deciding, do I want to shift to long term? Right. Or do I want to stay um, with short term? I'm definitely not doing um, any one or three. I think my minimum is going to be at the minimum five or seven days. But because of the pandemic, um, I bought an ozone machine. An ozone machine is supposed to kill anything in the house. It's very toxic. You can't run it while there's you know plants or animals or anybody inside the house. But if you run the machine, it will kill anything, and then you have to air it out. So I want to give myself at least three days between guests. Right. Um, and I also wanted to give myself some time to figure out what's going to happen. So the reason why I set it at a thousand is because. Um, I don't want to block off my calendar because I still want it to show up um, right. in people's searches, but I know nobody's going to book it, right? So I still have people looking at it like, what the hell? Why is this $1,000? Um, yeah. And they can still send me a message and inquire. But this is just to give myself time to really look at the market and um, and decide which way I want to go because I really, really like Airbnb and, um, and I can easily put a long-term tenant in there outside of the platform. Right. But um, I like the platform a lot. And I'm in the process of uh, becoming you know, Airbnb Plus. Right. Uh, they started to... Uh, I actually had my uh, inspection day was supposed to be this week. Okay. But the uh, the lady who was scheduled to do my inspection for Airbnb, she got laid off. Oh. So I don't know what's happening at Airbnb, um, but they laid her off. And I made all these improvements. You know, there was only a few. They only asked me to do a couple things to make it uh, Airbnb Plus worthy. So now I'm wondering, like, what's going to happen with the Plus program? Because I I don't know. But um, the reason why I put it at a thousand a night is because uh, I want to I want my calendar to be clear whenever I decide to, you know, whatever I'm whatever I'm going to do. So I still have a couple people holding on. And I'm giving full refunds if they can't if they ask me soon enough. But if they wait to the last minute, because my my um my uh cancellation policy has is strict. And I I set it at strict because I don't want people to book and wait to the last minute and then cancel. Yeah. And you know, I only have one listing, right? Right. So now I have five days to try to fill that slot. It doesn't work for me. And because I um I'm confident that my listing is so cool. It has that cool factor, the Instagram factor, that um, strict, it never stopped people from booking, right? Um, but for the people that booked and 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 I have it set to strict, I'm still honoring those full refunds if they can't if they if they contact me uh, with ample time, you know, but some people don't want to cancel, they want to wait. So I said that I won't be able to honor the full refund. Um if they cancel at the last minute, right? But if they want to cancel now, I'm, I'll, I'll honor all those refunds. Right, I see. Um, yeah, you've mentioned that you were at the process of keeping increasing the price to like see what's the sweet spot of the uh-huh. occupancy rate versus price. Are you planning to do that again when the pandemic over? Yeah, um, 
as soon as the pandemic hit, I, I immediately dropped my prices right. because there was nobody traveling. So I, I looked, I dropped it really, really low um, because, you know, that's just the market, right? Um, if you want to get booked, right, you got to drop those prices. When, when the pandemic ends, hopefully soon, um, I'm going to uh, go by the market, right? Um, I'm going to, you know, basically I'll start off low and then, and then, if if it if it's getting booked quickly, then I'll raise it, right? Because we don't want to be at um I don't want to be at a hundred percent occupancy, and then also because I uh you know it's on my property where my my house is is right next to it. Right. It's kind of good to have a few days where I can do some deep cleaning, or just not have you know guests coming because every time I have guests, I'm kind of on edge making sure that things are perfect. I want them to you know um, I'm really you know serious about my ratings. So I'm always making sure that they have everything they need. I give a lot of extra stuff, uh, frozen food, uh, instant ramen, water, uh, beer. I give a lot of extras because I really want them to have a really good experience, right? Something different than the normal, right? Yeah, I see. Um, when you said you've had like 90% occupancy rate that at like $100 per night, that's around... $2,700 revenue per month. Uh-huh. And sometimes higher. Oh, even higher than that. Yeah. Including the like cleaning fees. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, with cleaning fees. Additional yeah. guests. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, how much was it around when you're at the peak? Um, I want to say uh, 3000 and, 3, and that wasn't even 100 That right. was with a couple of days blocked off. Right. Um, yeah, and do you know how much can you earn if you put that into the long-term rental in that area? Oh, oh, I would only be earning, you know, maybe uh, maybe twelve to thirteen hundred a month, like you know, less than much le- less than fifty percent. Okay, so like after three thousand dollars, like how much of them do you are you spending on, uh, like paying paying for the cleaning fees, paying for the supplies? I- I would say, um, I would say about, uh, about, uh, 1300. About 1300. So that's around 1700 after like everything. Right. uh, Right. Yeah. Which is still higher than. Yep. Much higher. Long term rental. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you thinking about like running a few more Airbnb properties? Because you're doing well. I am exactly. I'm actually going to buy another tiny house. I have I have space on my property for two more tiny houses. Okay. Uh, yep. Um, so um, and then I also have a studio. I, I converted my garage into a studio. So I have a long term tenant in there. She a long term tenant there. The tiny house Airbnb, and then I can get two more. I have space for two more tiny houses. Um, so I'm definitely planning on doing that. I'm just waiting for the market to see, you know, uh, I want to get things at a discount, right? Now is a good yeah. time to buy stuff at a discount. But I also want to see what's going to happen with travel, right? And so, yeah. So about the two uh, two houses that you're thinking of buying, is it like within the same building as your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these are going to be smaller. So mine is, uh, my tiny house is 25 feet long. Right. New ones, they'll be 14 feet long. And then they'll also have uh, composting toilets, right? So it's going to be a little different. 
Right. So are you, wait, I, I, I don't really get it. So are you buying the new house or is it already within your building? Oh, so yeah, I'll be buying. So the tiny houses, they're on wheels. They're on a trailer. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. So it's so, a movable house. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. They're on wheels. They're built like a regular house, but they're on trailers. So we buy it and then they deliver it and then I park it. Right. Wait, so this house that you're renting out right now is also the movable house? Yes, it's a tiny oh, house. Oh, yeah. right. That's tiny what house the tiny house wheel. meant. Tiny house on wheels, yeah. Okay, well, right. Mm. Like, how does that work? Do you have to also buy the right to, like, park? No, 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 because it's, it's on my property. So ah. technically, technically speaking, my neighbors, um, there was a time where they could, uh, they could, uh, petition the city to say that it's a, a blight, you know, an, an eyesore. Yeah. Um, but I don't live in that type of neighborhood. As a matter of fact, I have the nicest house in my neighborhood. Um, right. And my neighbors love me. So uh, it's not a, a blight per se. Um, okay. And so do you mind like sharing how much it would cost to buy a mobile, like tiny house, like the one you have? So mine's right now probably be 50, the one that I have right now probably fifty thousand, right. um, maybe a little less because of the market, um, right. and also depends on where you buy it, like where in the United States where where you buy it from because things are cheaper on the East Coast and down South, and I'm on the West Coast in California where the cost of living is is more yeah. expensive. Everything's more expensive. Right. Um, but right now um, I can get a fourteen foot for uh, eighteen thousand. And um, possibly less if I do some of the work, if I tell them, you know, don't paint it, don't, you know, if I just get the shell and I tell them, you know, I want to do the cabinets and stuff, yeah. um, it can be cheaper. So um, I would be able to add two more listings for about $40,000. Wow, that's really a great return on investment because yeah. making around $20,000 per year. And it cost me thirty five thousand to buy it the first one. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I can't. I can't think of any any other ROI like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's really awesome. It's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Finally, what are the top challenges about running Airbnb with the tiny house with the mobile house? I say that the uh, the challenges are. Uh, Cleaning and and because it's a smaller space, um, you really have to uh, make sure um, you have to get into the tight spaces and clean. Right, it takes a little longer. It takes a little longer to clean. Um, and I say about about at the minimum two hours. Right, <clears throat> unless you're rushing. Right. Um, but I don't have anything to compare it to. I would say cleaning. And um, other than that, um, yeah, that's the only the only challenge that I've had is, uh, you know, making sure that I give myself enough time to clean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think you've got really, you found a really nice, um, good investment vehicle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was it about the interview. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, I appreciate your time interviewing me. 
Yeah, I thank you so much for sharing your story and thank yeah, you being on here. All right, all right. I'll, I'll talk to you again. All right, thank you. Have a nice day. Bye bye. All right, you too.